everybody welcome back to q-tips we are the video store junkies and we are back once again to bring you a few selections to watch over the weekend on streaming and we're going to get right into this and i will send it over to zach well i thank you renee well the cold weather is setting in and thankfully the cold weather is chasing away one of my least favorite parts of summer and that is of course the bugs but you know what i thought let's give bugs bugs one last hurrah let's bring them back uh, so my theme this weekend is bugs, and uh, I thought I'd start off with some of the biggest bugs you can possibly get, and I am, of course, talking about the uh, the giant bugs from Paul Verhoeven's 1997 classic sci-fi action film, oh, yeah. Starship Troopers. Uh, I'm actually kind of, I don't think we've recommended this one before, and I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, that's shocking. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. This is wow. a an adaptation of a, a, a Robert Heinlein book I think was published in the 50s. Uh, actually kind of an interesting movie because on the face of it, and I think when it came out, a lot of people kind of just took it as this goofy, uh, violent sci-fi action film from the director of RoboCop, which it kind of is. But it also it's kind of interesting because this is all about uh, what happens when you were attacked by outside forces and uh, how you react and uh, some of the, some of the uh, patriotism that goes into that, I guess you could say. And um, uh, how that patriotism can kind of get twisted and you find out that the, the, the brutality of war is not quite what you expected. Uh, this was, like I said, put out in 1997. And uh, so, you know, within half a decade, I think it took on new significance in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, I think people appreciate this movie now uh, a little more for what it is. It's a... It is a fun sci-fi romp, though, and it's got big bugs. Let's let's face it; that's that's yeah. all that really matters. You got big bugs. Uh, you got Casper Van Dien. You got Denise Richards. You got Jake Busey. Uh, you get Clancy Brown. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I mean this is a. But most importantly, you got Neil Patrick Harris as uh, the the psychic that can talk to bugs. It's great. It's a, it's a fun movie. Yeah. It's got everything. And uh, this is one of those things uh, you got to you got to uh, hopefully you're listening to this when the episode drops, as you always should, because apparently <laughs> this is actually leaving. Uh, this is on Netflix. It's leaving Uh-oh. on November 1st. So you better Uh-oh. watch it this weekend, although apparently it's also on AMC Plus and DirecTV. So maybe it'll be there a little bit longer. It'll also probably come back because it's always kind of uh, streaming somewhere. So uh, speaking <laughs> of giant bugs. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, speaking of things that have taken on more political significance over time, I will uh, pass this over to Renee. Stop it! Yeah, <laughs> you, you never, you never get to go second. So uh, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, it's true. I'm gonna mess things up here. See, I specifically went to you so that you could segue to someone else. Oh my god, I love it. You're welcome. Oh, you know, it's funny you mentioned was it Jake Busey because yeah. we were just watching a movie over this weekend it is not one of my recommendations <laughs> i don't even think i can remember the title of the movie now must have been great <laughs> yeah so we were watching the you know the opening credits and i think it was luke Busey. i was just like oh, oh that's wait, probably what? just somebody it was friggin gary Busey's son who was like 12 <laughs> i don't oh. know this kid's so young are you see this is a second Busey brother? There is an another Busey. Huh. He looks just like his dad. It's wild. I'll find a picture. Okay. I'll was send it you. was it Cobweb? Cobweb, that was it. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Okay. I'll semi recommend it to you guys. It was good up until the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm. Good to know. And and I second that as well. <laughs> yeah. 
he's second not finishing that movie anyway but i think up till that point it was really good my first recommendation is by director matthew goodhue and it's a fun little romp and the tagline is so ridiculous it is don't rush die slow that's right my Ooh. recommendation is slother house <laughs> <Yay! laughs> this movie is so goofy so this young lady has joined a sorority and she has decided to go for the sorority president and like that's just something you don't do you know there is a girl who's mm. already seated like like you can't just go in and start shaking up the system you know but she's gonna do it because this you know of course this main girl she's kind of an ass uh she decides that what better way to win over the <laughs> win over her classmates is by adopting this adorable sloth and everybody loves sloths oh a classic blunder yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's true little did you know they are killing machines <laughs> and uh yeah it's it, it's just movie is just so fun and goofy and i recommend it and you can watch it on hulu and again that is slother house and on that note i'll pass <laughs> it to bill this time why thank you well i got no theme i kind of had a theme but then then i just an idea popped into my head and it's like, yeah, I got to go with this. But my theme was going to continue with these portmandus, these collection of short films and, and all. There's so many of them. Perfect for Halloween. And here's one that doesn't get a whole lot of credit. It's called Dead of Night. Not the classic one from England. This is the one from 1977. It's a Dan Curtis production. The same guy who gave us Trilogy of Terror. And everybody loves Trilogy of Terror because they've forgotten that Trilogy of Terror had, and you might have figured this out from the title, three stories. And two of them were pretty lame. They all had Karen Black. One of them was about evil twins. Spoiler alert, a short film about evil <laughs> twins does not have any actual twins in it. I mean, I'm sorry if you're like from another country and have never seen a movie about twins, but there's never actual twins. It's one crazy person who thinks that there's an evil twin, but it's actually them doing it all along. Yeah, yeah, you never see them together, and they're arguing with the... Yeah, okay, anyway, so there was that. There was another one where he, like, she, like, seduces some student. I don't know, maybe she's supposed to be a succubus, but yawn. And then we got the Zuni fetish doll and weren't able to sleep for the rest of the night. And I think they thought this formula really, really works. Two fairly eh, 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 meh stories, and then one that kicks people in the teeth and sends them home really well. It was TV movies, so you're already home. Point is, you were not going to get any sleep done that night because of that third one that you were set up for by the lame first two. Dead of Night follows this perfectly. The first, first thing is called Second Chance. It's about Ed Begley Jr., and he restores a, an old um, car, and he's transported back in time, and absolutely nothing of any interest happens. I've seen this movie like three times, and I cannot remember <laughs> anything about this. I like Ed Begley Jr. I don't know where he is these days, but um, man, that was a boring story. I might say all these were written by um, Richard Matheson, who's you know a genius. The second one is No Such Thing as a Vampire, and this would have fit in great in one of those you know amicus horror things. It's got Patrick McNee, who's you know. He's Patrick McNee. Watch uh, Elijah Cook Jr. These guys are like a, a pair of old worn shoes that you know are going to fit. You know, you, you just you're, you smile when you see them. You know you're going to get, they're going to give it their all. They know they're making a crappy Dan Curtis short film, but they, they, they give it 100%. 
And it's about a woman who's afraid of vampires. And so her husband uh, help brings his friend in to help out. Here's another spoiler alert. These movies always have the worst marriages. I don't know what it is about guys who like to write short stories, but if there's a marriage, it's a bad one. It's really, really bad. People, you know, are trying to kill each other and then, you know, they come back from the dead and he chopped up his wife and tried to freeze her, but the parts come out, ah, blah, 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 blah. Just absolute miserable. I don't know what it was like being, you know, at the dinner tables. Like, what did you write about today, dear? What do you think, bitch? Um, yeah, just, just <laughs> miserable. All right. So, and you can sort of see the, the shock ending coming a mile away, but it's still pretty good. It's okay. And then the third one. Now, so at this point, you're kind of like dozing off. The third one's called Bobby. And I'm not going to give it away because they already give it away. It is okay. It's about, it's about a mother, Joan Hackett, who's very good whose son Bobby drowned a year ago, and she is using black magic to bring him back. Never a good idea. Never, ever a good idea. And indeed, it goes poorly. And that's all I'm going to say. I do not want to spoil this for you. But if you, perchance, are inspired to go out and find the videotape of this, trust me, it will be spoiled. Because the cover of the videotape is the literally the last shot in the movie, which is terrifying when you're watching it it's great but you've been prepped for it because now it's you know my god who would do that you know you don't make a charlie chan movie and the cover is him pointing at the butler it's stupid they're just they're, they're morons um watching it now i still get that little chill going down my spine the makeup is hokey and but it's it's really brilliantly set up and it's good they remade this um i think they did like a, a sequel to trilogy of terror and and they they reshot Bobby and they didn't do as good a job, hmm. you know the the simplicity the kind of crudeness of it. I love these old TV movies. They've got a soft look. They just have a look. You could tell they were filmed not for widescreen but for a square TV composition. There's just a, a th- and, and they can't show extreme violence or extreme sex. There's just there's just something a quality that as soon as you see it you're like well I'm watching a 1970s TV movie get the jiffy pop popcorn sit around with the family we only had three channels and this is the one we voted for that night really brings home some nostalgia so that's dead of night close your eyes grab it put it in a brown paper bag i'm willing to bet the dvd if there is one you know what you could probably find i'm almost sure you can find on youtube oh wait where can you find this hold on i actually looked this up (laughs) it's on (laughs) oh no it's on tubi and that's all it's on Yay, Tubi. Yay. And Bagley <laughs> Jr. actually just published a, a, a book earlier oh. this month. Yeah, it's like he's got a memoir out. So, Oh, cool. Oh. It just seems like he was everywhere, and then he just sort of, unle- you know, I mean, these people, for all I know, there's some long-running TV show that I've never heard of that's now in its 16th season, and he's the star. I just, there's so much out there now. <laughs> people can disappear. You know, it used to be they were either dead or, you know, at Branson, Missouri or something, but... I don't know. Uh, I always liked him. I loved it. He was the invisible man in Amazon Women on the Moon, which was one of the funnier bits in that largely unfunny movie. But um, anyway, that's that. And I send this off to my good friend, Paul. Why, thank you, Bill. Bill, you're, you and I are actually have, have quite a bit in common with this next movie. Renee, slightly a bit, but, but you and I definitely. Uh-oh. Because... You know, you and I are 
cat old. people. Oh, that's oh. <laughs> when we're sexually womp, aroused, womp. we turn into panthers. Oh, wait. Wait, um, huh? What? So <laughs> cat people from 1942 currently showing on HBO Max and the like, Turner Classic Movies. So this is really like one of the classic, very subtle. In fact, some people complain it's too subtle horror films. Uh, um, it's by producer Val Luton and director Jacques Deneur. Simone Simone is the uh, plays the a young Serbian woman who fall, falls in love, and she's afraid that if she if she consummates her marriage, that she will turn into a panther and kill her husband. Um, mm. and so therefore, their marriage is um, uh, not consummated, and uh, not a lot of things laughs. happen, and and it's. Yeah, yeah, a lot of laughs, and uh, <laughs> the husband, uh, the husband uh, has a a female coworker he gets a little close with, and so yeah, it's what's really cool is it's 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 uh, like I said, the 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 scares are great, but very kind of subtle in it, um, and this was the birth of what is called the the Luton bus. So the producer Val Luton, mm-hmm. um, he came. This was. There's a scene where a person's walking along, she's walking along, you think she's being stalked by the, by, by possibly a panther, and all of a sudden, poof, big loud noise, jump scare, and it's a bus mm-hmm. that pulls up next to her. And so it was like, sort of like the original, one of the original jump scares. Um, and mm-hmm. so he kind of used that technique later in other films he produced. Fantastic movie. They remade it 40 years later, and all mm-hmm. subtlety mm-hmm. was thrown completely out the window. That's, and that's actually, true, about but... a year late, we should... I yeah. just wanted to point out that the remake did have something that I think the the original had uh, surprisingly little of, which is nudity from Nastasha Kinski. So <laughs> they really fixed uh, that. True. I, I that, thought you were going to say true. Ed Bagley Jr. because he's in that too. <laughs> he is. He oh, is. Well, there you go. Yeah. He is a, oh, he's wow, he's yeah. very disarming. He has a very memorable scene. So it's uh, anyway, but that, uh, I'm not recommending that one. I'm recommending the one from 1942. Yeah, and it's currently playing on HBO Max and Turner Classic Movies. And speaking of, I think the only one of us that isn't a cat person, if mm. I'm if I'm not mistaken, I will pass this to Zach. Let's uh, let's get back to the bugs because you know that was my my theme this week, and uh, my my second pick for this week features some of the creepiest, crawliest bugs of all. That's right, I'm talking about the earthworm. And uh, for those of you who say, wait, uh, bugs, bug, uh, earthworms are not bugs, uh, I, I say, shut up, nerd. No one cares. <laughs> they are if I say they are. Anyways, uh, this is a 1976 uh, low-budget movie. Uh, it's all about, oh, did I say the name of it? I don't think I did. Uh, mm-hmm. The name of the movie is Squirm. Oh, uh, yay! From 1976. Sorry, uh, Lieberman. <laughs> I will say, this is one of the few movies that uh, actually does... Uh, coincidentally, actually, kind of makes me squirm uh, mm-hmm. because there are I, worms don't actually creep me out, and I don't I don't know what it what it is about this movie. Uh, maybe it's just the fact that there are literal tons of worms in it. But uh, yeah, so this this is the uh, the 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 timely that that classic story of uh, a bunch of worms get uh, I guess electrocuted, and somehow it makes them uh, feral and want to kill people. Um, I know we've heard it a thousand times, but uh, yeah, so. This is this is a super super low budget movie. I think a lot of the actors in this movie uh, may have never been in any other movie. Um, in fact, if you, it, I was looking up on IMDb, like two of the main stars, like their their pictures are just from this movie. 
Um, so I think that means that they were probably never anything, any, never in anything else or uh, hardly anything else. But anyways, uh, yeah, it's kind of a gross movie, and uh, there aren't a lot of movies that really gross me out, but this one got me. So um, even if you're not grossed out or afraid of worms, check this one out, and uh, maybe you two will be uh, kind of grossed out. And mm. Squirm is playing, of course, as always, on Tubi, and is also on Pluto TV and Freebie. And uh, speaking of uh, things that were made feral when they got electrocuted, I will pass this over to Renee. It's true. It was a tough time. (laughs) So, you know, I try to do a theme whenever I can. So I thought, well, let me just see what else this Matthew Goodhue has directed. And I found one other movie that was online, and it is called Woe. Not like, whoa, but like, woe is me, woe. (laughs) Okay, if I had told you it was by the same director, you would probably not believe me. This is this movie has a completely different tone. It's a slow burn. I think it could be a little bit of an auditory nightmare. There's a lot of phone ringing. Uh, there's just a lot of noise. And, and I guess I should actually tell you about the movie. Uh, <laughs> this movie is about a couple of siblings, and they're getting together to deal with their father's belongings after about a year after he passed. And during all of this, they uncover some secrets that he has. Whoa. Yeah. Who would have thought? (laughs) And uh, so through this whole movie, of course, you're going to see their grieving processes and how that impacts them differently and how the loss impacts them differently. And they're also being followed around by this like super creepy cloaked figure Hmm. who really is kind of creepy. So so here's the thing. The thing is, I didn't actually finish the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm intrigued enough to, to want to know how it ends. I really want to know, hmm. like, what the secret is. I feel like it's probably going to be pretty decent. At least I hope it is. If it's not, I'm so sorry. Please forgive well, me. Renee, let me ask you this. Yes. Were there twins in the movie? No twins. Uh, well, then no I have twins. no idea how it ended. Uh, if yeah. it had I would have been able to tell you. If only there were. God. So, yeah. So, I, you know, typically a slow burn, you know, I can, I don't always get drawn in on those, but I found this one to be fairly intriguing. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting. I, I you know, I think that part maybe intrigues me as well. Anyhow, this movie is called Woe, W-O-E, and you can find that on Amazon or Tubi, of course, or Roku or Plex or Reveal. What the frick is that? (laughs) It's this week's new streaming service. Yeah. Check it out. Official sponsor of the Video Store Junkies. (laughs) If if they send us a check. That's right. (laughs) That's right. One (laughs) dollar. Anyhow. Hello, it's me, Renee, from the future. So I finished watching the movie. Maybe you should watch Cobweb. It's on Hulu. It's not, it's not, so it's not a bad movie. It just, I didn't get the payoff I was looking for. I would say if you're not feeling it about half hour in, you could probably just dip, um, you know, maybe skip to the end. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bye. So on that note, I will pass this over to Bill. Why, thank you. Um, So I was going to do another movie, but then, I don't know, something just sort of flashed into my head and reminded me, you know, I've always been fascinated by, there's a lot of people who have 
talent. There's a lot of talented people in the world. And one of the nice things about social media is that we're able to see this and they can share it. And I'd say a lot of the folks out there have talent. Genius, okay, that's pretty rare. You know, just mm. enough that when, when they come along, they need to be nurtured and celebrated and because it's not always easy to be a genius. But talent without genius, I think, is the default expectation. And that, that's fine. But every now and then, there are those who have genius <laughs> but no talent. And that is so rare. That's an Ed Wood kind of thing where mm. it, it's, it's actually the awfulness is compelling. And, and now that it's Halloween, it just reminded me of one of my favorite songs, It's Halloween by the Shags. And I just want to play just a, a little <laughs> bit. I knew, see, Paul, I knew you would know it. Oh. I knew. So here it is, the Shag. Now, before I play it, let, let's talk a little about the Shags. Three sisters, um, Dot, Helen, and Betty, I think, were the three. They, um, I don't know why they decided to make songs, because here's the thing. None of them could play an instrument. And oh, they, they so not, did not know how to play instruments that they didn't realize that their instruments were out of tune. So even if they could play them, it would have sounded bad. But the combination of not being able to play them and out of tune is amazing. Um, let me just read what Wikipedia has to say, because I think they summarize it. Although the Shags attempted to write traditional pop songs, they intend, instead created unconventional music that many found unpleasant. They were not aware that their music was unusual. They used no coherent chord progressions and played cheap guitars that were unintentionally out of tune. Their melodies, sung in unison, appear random. <laughs> Helen, the drummer, was often detached from her sister's playing and instead just played rudimentary call from school drum lessons. It's like three people locked in three different rooms trying to play the same song, but they can't hear the others. Dot wrote the lyrics based on her experiences, such as the disappearance of her cat Footfoot and her... <laughs> Oh, yeah, my pal Footfoot. My pal Footfoot and her longing for straight hair. I mean, how many songs have been written about a woman's longing for straight hair? Um, okay, so let me let me just play a little bit of one of my favorites. It's Halloween. Let's see, I gotta see if this will work. Why even Dracula will be there? It's time for games, it's time for fun, not for this one, but for him. Genius. Oh Absolute genius. They're all like that. I just love the, the sister on the drums just in the back, like she's trying to hit a roach that's, that's crawling across. I mean, it, absolutely, absolutely amazing. And here's the thing. You know, it's easy to mock folks like this and make fun of them and all, but especially when you see the world, the way the world is going and everything, what we need is people's got to stop being self-conscious. You know, if you want to dance, go ahead and dance. Even though it looks like you look like a ninja that's walked into a spider web and is being attacked by wasps. Who cares? Who cares what other people think? Just get out there and dance. You know, you want to sing songs and you can't sing. That has not stopped a lot of successful people. <laughs> Just go out there and do it. You want to podcast? Yeah, you, you, you want a podcast even though only one out of the group is actually on the ball and has to call up the other three and say, hey, you know, we're on tonight. And they all are like, sorry, Renee, go and do it. Just do whatever you want. Do whatever. Just get out there and do it. And maybe you can be like the Shags. I mean, they broke up a long time ago. They only made a couple of mm. albums. One of them is called Better Than the Beatles. 
Oh, no. I, I hope that the men in our armed forces have the balls that these three sisters did to call that album better than the Beatles. Uh, you know, it, they, but they're still, I mean, they're still being talked about today. <laughs> Remember Mark Gormley? I mean, there, there's just, there's a few folks out there. They're not good, <laughs> but they worm their way into your head and you will never forget them. You will never forget them. Grammy award winners wish that they had the longevity of these. There's something compelling about them. It's not just that they're bad. There's a lot of bad stuff and you never think about it again. I don't know. There's an innocence. There's a sadness to it. There's, there's a genius there. It's, it's a different kind of genius. And is it good? No, in no way, shape or form. Is it good? But is that important? (laughs) So, So Bill, do you have a movie that, that ties in with this? (laughs) <laughs> no, see, this is like, this is just Bill explaining all of my recommendations right. up until now. Exactly. Well, okay, here's the movie. Go on YouTube and put in the shags, two Gs. <laughs> and uh, apparently, I don't know if it's in the public domain or, or what. I don't know if music ever can fall in the public domain in someone's lifetime. But they're there and you can listen to it. Make your own video. Go ahead. Just take your cat and play with him and videotape it. And you've got the video for my friend Footfoot. The Shags are great. As far as I know, no one has made a movie about the Shags. They did make a movie about that really untalented oh. singer back wow. in the, you know, like the 20s or so who would rent out Carnegie Hall and she would sing and she was so terrible that it would sell out because people wanted to watch and see how bad it was and just realize she thought she was great. And in a way, she was great. So, no, it's not a movie, but I just want to recommend it. And just just the idea of just go out there and write your book. Make your songs, dance away, do whatever. Just go out there and create, 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 create. The universe is falling into entropy and every creation is just a little bit of a kickback, you know, just pushing it off for another microsecond. And that's, that's something. Maybe that's why we're here. And I will, on that philosophical note, I will send it to someone who's probably going to recommend some movie about a turkey puppet or whatever. And that's cool. Oh my God! You're surprisingly close, but yeah. <laughs> no, I'm actually recommending it. It was filmed in Statesville, uh, North Carolina. Uh-oh. I'm recommending one. I've been like waiting to. See- I-, I have it on DVD, but I've been waiting to see it show up on stream. Find show up on stream. It's The Boneyard from 1991. Oh, this is a wonderful little horror comedy gem that mm. I swear not many people know about. Though you might have seen a GIF. Of sort of sort of towards the ending, and if you watch the trailer, it pretty much summarizes the entire film. Um, it's can by I, writer director James Cummins. Does yeah. this have Does this have <laughs> Phyllis Diller in it? You bet! Holy oh shit! Oh my it god! With holy god. without a wig, without a wig, which was like she agreed mm. to be in the movie without a wig, which is amazing because she always wore wigs. Yeah, it's got Phyllis Diller and Norman Fell. Um, Norman Fell. Phyllis Diller and Norman <laughs> Fell. And it is it is a bizarre little horror comedy where you've got a psychic who is trying the cops to having the cops trying to help track track down like I think like a child killer and they track it to like a a mortuary but there's these three mummy mummified children there but mm. the mortician insists no these are demons that must be sacrificed to anyway mm-hmm. bad shit happens because people don't pay attention no. but bizarre shit happens i mean it takes a while it i think it has some of the creepiest 
undead characters in it and then it has also some of the most hilarious and bizarre <laughs> ones ones that are very you know either puppets or someone in a big foam suit that is just amazing the 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 ending is fantastic but i think the one of the posters spoils the uh my favorite bit at the end but favorite monster but that's okay because it's still worth watching it is bizarre it is funny it's got phyllis diller what more do you want um she has let's just put it this way it's a little bit of a spoiler she has a pet bo- poodle and we're just going to leave it at that because the oh, poodle's yeah. important yeah it's it yeah. i love this movie it is so much fun because it just goes so balls to the wall but it also again i think earlier on the 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 zombie mummified children are creepy as fuck so it's great and apparently uh apparently when they were doing the special effects they're destroyed part of the set with a fire so there you go so that's the boneyard and where's it playing paul why it's playing on amazon prime and and folks where's it playing Tubi. Tubi. <laughs> so so speaking of speaking of wow well, we have nobody to pass it to so um can i request that we, we go back to, to our old format and uh force bill to sing us out on a shag song Okay. Oh, he's got to. He's got to do my pal foot foot. Oh well, I don't. Except he'll do it too well though. That's the thing. Oh, that is the. Well, here's the problem: is I don't know the melody to uh, (laughs) my pal foot foot, and neither did they. So this may work. We can tell. Yeah. (laughs) Let me just look up the lyrics because I haven't committed these to memories. I, uh, I'm going to give this a, a college try, and then I got to look up and actually listen to it, see how close I got. <clears throat> I'm going to do it in the in the inspired by the shags. My pal's name is Foot 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 Foot. He always likes to roam. My pal's name is Foot 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 Foot. I never find him home. I go to his house, knock at his door. People come out and say Foot Foot don't live near here no more. My pal Foot 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 Foot. Always likes to roam. My pal Foot Foot. Foot Foot. Now he has no home. Where will Foot Foot go? What will Foot Foot do? Oh, Foot Foot, I wish I could find you. It goes on for quite yeah, that, a while. That was a little too lyrical there, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah tragic. I was trying. I was trying not to, but you know. For the weekend of October 27th, Bill recommended Dead of Night, available on Tubi, and The Shags on YouTube. Paul recommended Cat People on HBO Max and Turner Classic Movies, and The Boneyard, available on Prime Video, Tubi, and Flex. I recommended Slother House, available on Hulu, and Woe, available on Prime Video, Roku, Tubi, Plex, and Reveal. Zachary recommended Squirm, available on Tubi, Pluto, and Freebie, and Starship Troopers, available on Netflix, AMC+, and DirecTV. I was scrolling through the Wikipedia article. So apparently they were they were formed uh, because of the I guess their father was their manager. Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, <works> and, <laughs> and uh, oh god, we're hold on, I, I just lost it. What a supportive it. Um, dad. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, just just to tell you about the Shag's dad in 1973, Helen who by this time was 28 years old, a grown-ass woman, 
she got she secretly got married and he chased her husband with a shotgun. After the police intervened, Helen left the family home to be with her husband, but rejoined the band later because you can't let, you know, family tips get in the way of art. Oh, oh this God. this this has great movie written all over it. I swear the first time I heard about the Shags and, and like listened to stuff, I was like I was fully convinced it was it was just a hoax and it was a gag yeah. article. Right, right. I was I was like, oh no, this is like this, this is like people with bad wigs. And this is just this is a gag article. I'm like, oh wait, you know. And then you're like, wait, no, oh, oh yeah, no. God. Sorry, I, I got to read this. Let, let me read this other part real quick. Uh, shortly after a, a 1975 recording session, Austin, who's the father, died of a heart attack at the age of 47. The Shags disbanded and sold most of their equipment. A few years later, Betty and Dot married and moved out, and their mother sold the family house. The wow. new owner became convinced that the house was haunted by Austin's ghost and donated it to the Fremont <laughs> Fire Department, who burned it down in a firefighting exercise. That's a movie right there. Oh, uh, yo, that's, no, that's perfect. I bet, I bet as a ghost, he like he would say boo like really listlessly and out of tune and, you know, not very... Boo. Yeah, no, this is part. Listen, I can see the trailer for this movie. You know, you got these, mm. these girls and their dad gets them some instruments and you see them kind of a montage of them learning how to play. And the kids are making fun of them and their dad's kind of overbearing, but they, they have their sisterhood and their music. And, and it just builds up to the point where we finally hear him play. And then it's Halloween. It's Halloween. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. <laughs> it just And the audience in the theater would be like, well, I'm not going to go see that movie. I still think it's a good idea. My pal's name is Footfoot, he always likes to roam. My pal's name is Footfoot, I never find him home. I go to his house.